0: You are listening to Cortez Radio, CKTZ, 89.5 FM.
1: I read in the paper, I heard on the news. all whole damn world got these mean old blues. In this life, in this life, you gotta think for yourself. This is Manda. O'Fox Gillespie for Cortez Currents on Cortez Community Radio, CKTZ 89.5 FM. Today, it is my pleasure to talk with Sandra Wood of the Cortez Community Housing Group to learn more about two upcoming projects they are spearheading for our community, an expansion of the existing seniors' house and village, and a new project that they hope to create called Rainbow Ridge, which will provide stable, affordable rental housing. We will also learn how those interested in this project can get involved if they so choose.
0: Okay, my name is Sandra Wood and I am the Housing Project Coordinator. So I work for the Senior Society and I'm employed um, as part of the Housing Committee to really be the focused person on this project. The Housing Project or the Housing Initiative is um, a special committee under the Cortez Island Senior Society. And the vision is that we're going to have two separate building projects. And the first, and hopefully the easiest and soon to be happening, is the Seniors Village expansion. So right now there are six cottages in the Seniors Village. And those have been happily occupied since 2009 by the tenants who are there. And we still have a long waiting list of people who would like to live there. So this year, the goal is to add four more cottages for a total of 10. That will be um, exclusively for people who are seniors, so people over the age of 55. All goes well. Construction will start in May or June of 2020. And we hope that they will be Finished and ready for people to move in before Christmas. And the second project, which is going to take us a little bit longer, is known as Rainbow Ridge. And that is the 51 acres right next door to the Seniors' Village. So that's the property that is south of the fire hall and runs all the way down to Cemetery Road. So that land is being held in trust by the Senior Society. And um, they're the ones who have helped t- us to raise the money together with the Cortez Island Foundation, um, to raise all of the money that was used, including cash and loans, to purchase these 51 acres. And we're at the stage of um, asking the community and the Strathcona Regional District to rezone the northern six acres so that we can build 20 houses that will be clustered together in duplexes and triplexes. And the plan is there'll be one bedrooms, two bedrooms, and three bedrooms for people of all ages and all family dynamics, whether they're a single person or a couple or um, people with children. So that's the bigger long-term project. But um, we also hope to um, secure the BC Housing funding on that um, in the next year. And if all goes well, you know, perhaps in two years we could be starting construction or at least putting the infrastructure into the landscape to make that happen. There is a long-term vision um, beyond the uh, expansion of the Seniors Village and the first 20 houses of Rainbow Ridge. Currently, the adjacent two-and-a-half-acre commercial lot is owned by CEDA which is the Cortez Community Economic Development or Association. The plan, you'd have to interview them separately. That'd be a good question to ask them. But the vision is that is a commercial lot. And I can imagine that there will be shops and businesses and potentially other cafes and restaurants and jewelers and candlestick makers and perhaps, you know, other um, small offices and retail spaces, as well as maybe professional spaces so that people who are coming to Manson's Landing to shop and do business uh, will have an opportunity to, to walk to more services in the Manson's Landing area. And it's also the vision that the people who will be living in the Seniors Village and Rainbow Ridge will be living in very small, compact, affordable homes. And those homes do not have space, you know, don't really have a spare bedroom or a spare office or Uh, outbuildings in order to run a home-based business. So it would be ideal if people could just walk over to the CETA property to run their business or to have their creative space or to have some shared space. So that's part of the vision. And then Rainbow Ridge, the first phase of housing, um, only uses six out of the 51 acres that are there. So there'll be 45 other acres available for the long term. And that land is being held in trust for the community to decide what's the best use of it. And the main focus is other forms of affordable housing. So, for instance, that could be um, a housing cooperative It could be a tiny home park or orchard. It could be some kind of creative life lease or who knows what's meant to happen there, including it could be affordable home ownership. We also are open if the community has other needs and priorities, for example, um, supportive housing. So for people who are in their very la- maybe latter years of life and needing more care, for example, um, they would like to have their own little apartment, but they no longer want to cook or maybe are no longer able to cook, but still want to stay on Cortez. So there could be some creative form of supportive housing for people who are at that stage of their life, or it could be a co-housing Project where it's a shared central living and dining space, but with separate apartments attached. So, there are other housing models that we'd like to be open to exploring. So, it really depends on two things. One is what the community wants to see happen with the land, and secondly, is of course finding the funding to do more projects. And it's going to depend a lot about where the provincial government and the federal government want to invest. So if they're going to start, you know, making money available for affordable home ownership, then maybe that's something we can tie into. Um, Right now, they're really keen about affordable rentals. And that's the program that we're working together with BC Housing at this moment. The definition of affordable rentals is based on the CMHC definition and the BC Housing definition, which is that your rental or your mortgage payment will take 30% or less of your income. And on Cortez Island, it's actually a really big challenge because a lot of people's income is low, whether they're on a fixed pension or whether they're working in the local economy. Maybe it's a seasonal job or maybe it's um, you know, a minimum wage job. Uh, so a lot of people are spending more than 30 percent of their income. For housing, and apparently Cortez Island in the Strathcona Regional District is one of the um, areas that has the highest percentage of people paying more than thirty percent of their income for housing. So it is a really big problem here. It's really interesting um, to to talk about and explore. How there can be a housing crisis on an island that only has 1100 people and has so much land and so much forest and so much, you know, undeveloped property. Um, but the reality is that, um, the majority of the homes that are on the island are either occupied full time by existing owners or they're recreational properties like summer homes that are available to locals to rent on a seasonal basis, for example, through the winter, perhaps if they're lucky from September 1st until June 30th, if they're really lucky, they might have a 10-month rental. But eventually, the owners normally want to come back for summer holidays, and maybe Christmas holidays, and maybe spring break. So it means that the people who have that housing temporarily are in fact homeless, uh, oftentimes during the summer, but basically whenever the house is occupied by its full-time or part-time owner. We have this unique seasonal homelessness on Cortez. And on top of that, we don't have any apartment buildings, we don't have any condominiums. We don't have any suburbs. Like you can't just move out of the downtown core into the countryside to find something because there isn't anything to rent. Uh, it it may, basically means that you have to move off the island if you can't find um, a year-round affordable rental on the island. And that's been the issue for Cortez is we're losing a lot of people because they just can't find a place that's stable for them, that's affordable for them to stay. The difficulties of starting a project of this scope, well, there are many challenges and I think every small community in every island must be dealing with them. Um, The first challenge is um, finding land. And um, if you're really lucky, you uh, get land donated to you, which is what happened to the seniors village approximately 30 years ago. Someone had the foresight to gift that property to them at that time. And uh, over many, many years, they did a lot of fundraisers and creative ways to uh, use volunteer efforts and local donations of materials and time and machinery to get the infrastructure installed and eventually they had enough in place that they were able to apply for a BC Housing um, grant and a mortgage that's based is backed at a very low interest rate by the government. Um, So that took them about 30 years to pull off the seniors village which has now been successfully running for 10 years. So they have a track record with BC Housing. And when the new funding opportunity came up a couple years ago, which is called the Community Housing Fund, CHF, uh, we applied for that again for two projects, one being the expansion of the Seniors Village and then the new Rainbow Ridge project. Um, So land is the key. Having a track record is also really important as far as having um, either a non-profit society that has a, a history of, of working in the housing field. Um, and then, of course, it takes a huge amount of volunteer effort as far as the board of directors of every nonprofit and every charity. Every island struggles, I think, because we don't have the things that you have in a city as far as city departments and um, city services that are fully funded by taxpayers. We have such a small community and a small tax base that basically all the things that we rely on as far as community halls and health clinics and fire departments and children's services and kids' programming, all of that is funded by local donations and grants and a huge amount of volunteer effort. And that is, I think, what's so challenging in these rural environments because everybody's busy trying to enjoy their life and trying to earn a living or enjoy their retirement and volunteer. When your community needs so much, it's basically everybody is helping in one way or another to provide these things in the community. And that's a challenge, something that this community does so well. I just I think it's an exceptional group of people who really pull together to create amazing services and programs. And not only that, but they donate a huge amount of cash. And they've also, in our case, given us massive loans um, at very low interest rates and at very favorable terms with very patient repayment durations. So um, we've been really, really lucky. And I think those are kind of the most important things that you need to put in place in order to succeed at uh, building affordable housing these days. Where we're in the process right now, as far as funding goes, BC Housing has committed to a $400,000 grant to the Seniors Village. So that's free money, which is always, which is such a huge goal. And um, so helpful in launching a housing project. In addition to that, they have been providing us with what they call pre-development funding. So that's helping us to do to fund all the engineering studies, as well as the consultants, the testing. It's helped us uh, to install a brand new well at the Seniors Village. Those pre-development funds are basically available to us in, until the point at which they finally approve the blueprints and the site plans and all of the research that's been done on the property. Once they give us their final approval, that will then uh, give us access to construction financing. And that's the point at which we're committed to a mortgage with them and committed to basically break ground and build. So we're hoping that's going to happen uh, by uh, May or June of 2020. And on Rainbow Ridge, we're um, at the stage where we we did apply back in 2018 for the Community Housing Fund and they really liked the concept for Rainbow Ridge, but at that stage, we really had only just purchased the land. We didn't really know what we had as far as doing due diligence on the property. So BC Housing said, we really like your project, but it's a plan B project. You need to go forward and do a whole bunch of things. Since then, we've done an ecological or eco report on the property we've done an environmental site assessment to make sure the property was not contaminated from previous activities we've had geotech engineers on site looking at the soil quality and the stability of the land we've had an hydrologist to uh, study the aquifer and the topology of the land we've done a survey on the northern half of the property and a lot more basically Everything that BC Housing asked us to do, we've gone through those stages, including at the point now that we've applied to have the northern six acres rezoned to allow us to do this special cluster housing project. All of that has basically put us, with BC Housing, working their checklist and getting us approved for pre-development funding so that they can basically pay us back for the investment we've made in all of that research, because all of that research has been done to date with the money that was donated by this community. And it was also done with the help of um, a CMHC, which is a Canadian Mortgage and Housing Corporation seed grant or seed fund. And so we have been investing those funds to do that research so that uh, BC Housing can know that the property is suitable to be built upon and that we've actually done the workshops with the community to create the building plans and the site plans as far as the location of the duplexes and triplexes. So all of that is what we have accomplished over the past two years. And the plan is that as soon as BC Housing opens the community housing fund for a new intake, a new grant intake, that we will apply again for Rainbow Ridge, asking them to put more grant money, free money, towards those 20 buildings, in addition to funding us for a a very affordable, low-interest mortgage for a long-term mortgage. And um, we're hoping that that grant will go in later this year, so later in 2020. They haven't announced the intake yet, but we're thinking it might be as early as this spring or as late as the fall. Right. Well, we're really fortunate in that um, although we are competing against every other community in British Columbia because BC Housing does operate province-wide, however, they have um, recognized that there are issues for affordable housing in rural areas as well as the urban areas. So they have different teams who are focused on different areas of the province. And luckily, Cortez Uh, falls into the Vancouver Island-focused area for BC Housing. So we're mainly competing against other islands uh, for those funds. Um, But I think we're well-positioned because we we have a history with BC Housing. And I feel like we're um, in a really good position as already having the land in hand and really having an experienced team on board. Yes, the housing committee feels like Rainbow Ridge is an ideal location, and the reasons are many. First of all, socially, absolutely, Manson's Landing is the most densely populated, if you will, as far as servicing the the south end of the island. So that's where the main shops and services are located. It also has the school, a community hall, as well as the museum and the co-op, and um, a lot of trails interconnecting those services, in addition to the health center, which brings a lot of people from all over the island to Manson's. So socially, it is already a hub. And it's also in this beautiful and very sensitive watershed, which is which is the Hague Lake watershed. Because of that, the housing committee has already done extensive research uh, with our wastewater engineer, as well as our hydrologist who's been looking at fresh water and the aquifer capacity. And we've just most recently just... um in the last month um, completed a really high-level framework looking at the stormwater management as well as sort of a, a rain garden network that we are looking at implementing on the property to help deal with runoff from our property and to help improve drainage as far as the whole neighborhood drainage so that we protect the lakes in perpetuity. Oh, thank you so much for asking about what what you can do to help the project succeed. Obviously, we can always use more donations, and those can also be made on our website, or you can mail checks to the Cortez Island Senior Society for the housing committee. We also need volunteers, people who might have time to donate either in the construction field in the future for helping us with the building, But we need people with all kinds of skills. Um, Sometimes we need catering for a special event. Sometimes we need, you know, food. Uh, Other times we uh, need an excavator to help move materials. Other times um, we we could use donated lumber at at some point. In addition to that, someday we're going to need a lot of people to help us cut Firewood, because there will be trees coming down. Uh, we're going to need help uh, maintaining and creating trails, so for the public, so that we continue to have trail access through Rainbow Ridge. So there are many, many ways people can help, including volunteering to be on our board of directors, uh, to be part of the housing committee, and. Um, And finally, I wanted to say that we have recently put in a rezoning application to the Strathcona Regional District, and there will be a public hearing on April the 30th of 2020. And that's an opportunity for people to come out and either speak publicly about their support for the project and why they think that we should go forward and build these 20 units on Rainbow Ridge. And if you can't attend the actual meeting and be there on that date, then sending in your letters of support to the Strathcona Regional District uh, in writing would be really helpful just to help the decision makers know that uh, the community really is behind this project and that we need the rezoning to happen as the next step. So our website is cortezcommunityhousing.org. And we will soon be sending out information to our mailing list, as well as posting it on the Tideline website uh, to let everybody know where they can send their letters of support as far as the mailing address and the project identification and who at the Strathcona Regional District in the planning office that they should direct their letters towards. We'll include email links as well as um, address for people who would rather send a letter by post. So all of that will be out in the public, I would say, during the month of March. People who are interested in potentially being a future tenant can go to our website, um, not only learn about our project, but I think it's under the tab called For Whom, um, that you can find a registration button. So you can actually push the red button to say, I want to register my interest. I would like potentially to be a tenant in Rainbow Ridge and or the Seniors Village and there's a short survey there just to collect their information and then they can answer some easy questions about what they're looking for and um, and what they need and all of that information we have compiled and we actually have over over 100 people registered and waiting for these first 24 units that we're going to be building on Cortez. So there's no shortage of need, but you have to be able to prove that to your funders and to your loaners and your donors. On why affordable housing is important on Cortez and why it's why it's so important to um, rezone Rainbow Ridge to, to enable this project to proceed. Um, so if... If you're a a shop owner or a business owner and you have staff, those staff need somewhere affordable to live year round in order for you to keep your business running. That's why we need to have affordable housing. And if you are um, a person who's lived here a long time, maybe you've got children or grandchildren and you'd love to see them be able to stay on Cortez Island, but it's been the real estate's been getting expensive and it's hard to stay, what we're trying to do is give people an option, a rental option to get started, to put down roots, to get a job, to have their children in our school, to keep our school thriving. Um, We're trying to give people a chance to get into The real estate market here in Cortez so that they can save a down payment so that someday they can buy their first home. Um, But at this stage, what they need is potentially an option to rent year round. So, whether you're a long time resident of Cortez and you'd like to potentially stay here, but maybe you can't stay on your property anymore because it's too big, maybe it's too hard to maintain as you get older and you'd like to downsize, well, that's another reason why you might like to rent in Rainbow Ridge. There's so many reasons why affordable housing is an important part of the puzzle on Cortez. It's really um, about keeping our community together, whether you're just starting out here or whether you would like to end your time here. Um, We want our community to be able to stay here, to start here, to be here, In community and building this community. I feel like for those of us who love this island, um, in order for this island to stay healthy, for it to stay robust with people of all ages, of people of all income levels and all their unique talents, it really takes all of us together to come together, to stay together, to build this amazing community. And affordable housing is one of those missing links in our economy and in the infrastructure that it takes for us to build a long-term home on this island. In addition to that, there are only a few moments in time when both the federal government and the provincial government have money to pour into projects like this. And this is one of those times You know, you're lucky if it happens once every decade or once every 20 years. Well, this is one of those times. And we have the opportunity to basically bring our tax money, our tax dollars, back to Cortez. You know, everybody pays their taxes one way or another, whether it's through GST, your income taxes, or your property taxes, or through some other kind of taxes, we're supporting the Canadian government and the BC government and really this is a way to, ha- to basically have some of that money come back to Cortez to support us and our community. So it's a really important opportunity. We have the land, we have the enthusiasm, we have the team. It's really about seizing the moment and building housing for Cortez.
1: This has been Manda O'Fox-Gillespie for Cortez Currents, talking with Sandra Wood about the Cortez Community Housing Project. Learn more about the project, how you can help, or how you can register your need for housing on the web at cortezcommunityhousing.org. This is Cortez Community Radio, CKTZ 89.5 FM, on the web at cortezradio.ca. Keep my feet on the road to love in this life. You gotta think for yourself.